the hymn says, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. The religion that we believe in, even though we, you know, some people don't want to be religious folks, is a bloody religion. That's what it is. Amen. If you look back at Genesis chapter 3, and verse, uh, I want to say verse 15 too, uh, just because I like it. And then we're going to read verse 21. Let's go back to the beginning and see where this all started. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Right there, God declares war on the enemy and says, You have stolen something from me. Amen? You have uh, took, taken something that I've created and you've perverted it, and now I've had to cast it out. I've had to cast them out. But that the, the story's not over. I'm coming for them. Amen? I'm going to send my son is basically what God's saying here. And I'm going to redeem these individuals. I'm going to get my creation back. Yes, they've fallen. Yes, they've sinned. Yes, it is serious business. But I ain't giving up on them. I'm coming back for them. Amen? So we see here, God says, I'm, I'm going to get my my folks back. If we read verse 21, we see unto Adam and also his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. Amen. We see right there that after they had messed up, blood has been shed because of what they've done. You know, I believe that's the reason why God covered them the way he did. He made them clothes that fit because those leaves just weren't going to work. Amen. The Adam and Eve were ashamed for what they've done. They tried to cover it up the best they could. It didn't work. And God covered them in these, in these uh, coats of skin. So we see here, from the very beginning, we know that someone's going to have to come and redeem us. Somebody's going to have to come and save us. Somebody's going to have to come and pay a price for us. Amen. Because now we're outside of the will of God. Very serious, these first three chapters of Genesis are. It's an amazing how much goes on in those first three chapters and how, how powerful they are. We see the separation between us where man has disobeyed God. We've been cast out of the, of the garden. And one of the amazing things to me about the garden and what happened with Adam and Eve and Eve and her temptation is she was attracted to the good part of the tree of good and evil. You know, that fruit, that temptation that she saw, it looked good. What Satan said didn't really sound bad. It wasn't evil. Nothing about it was evil. And he, uh, really, the way he, he laid it out, it all sounded good. And Eve looked at the fruit and said, it looks good to eat, you know. Everything about this situation looks great. And this serpent's telling me if I eat this, then I'm going to end up like being like God. Well, that's great, you know. That's how the enemy is. He's a liar. Jesus said he was a liar from the beginning of it, of the beginning, and he's always been a liar, and he's the father of lies. So basically what I'm telling you tonight, 
is to encourage you and you need to encourage your family, don't listen to the devil. I'm pretty sure it was Brother Kenny Morris that said, hang up on him. He did a, a message one time at a camp meeting. Y'all remember that when he said, yeah, just hang up on the, the devil. You ain't got to listen to that mess. Amen. Don't listen to him. Eve did, and here we are today in a state of being, needing to be saved. God declares war. He looks at the serpent. He looks at Satan. He looks at the devil. He said, you've messed things up. You know, you messed things up with me. I cast you out of heaven. And now you have uh, this creation that I've made, these people that I've made, because I wanted to have a relationship with us. You've messed that up as well. Because God, he can't wisely prevent sin. But what he cannot wisely prevent he wisely is going to overcome in his son. God says, I'm coming for you. My son's coming. And when he does, we're going to set things right. Amen. That's what he says there in Genesis. And we know that Jesus is going to do that by going to the cross. Amen. In verse, uh, in Leviticus chapter 17, in verse 11, the Bible says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Here Moses says he's already got science beat. Here in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, he says the life's in the blood. They didn't have any kind of microscopes to look at this stuff the way we have in our modern technology to know that Life is truly in the blood, but here is Moses saying it before we ever have an opportunity to put uh, one drop of blood under a microscope. He says, the life's in the blood, amen. That's what he says. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul, amen. Let's look at physical blood for just a minute before we get into talking about God's spiritual blood, and I'm going to go through this real real quickly. One of the things that we learned in uh, the School of Christ and even uh, a book that I'm reading by G. Campbell Morgan, there's an individual that Brother Messer has, has put me on to. He was a, a, a Christian that lived in the early 1900s. Uh, the, that nature sometimes will show us spiritual things, okay? So we want to look at that tonight. Everything you need to know about blood. And I, I married a nurse. She wasn't a nurse when I married her, but we got her through college, and I've asked her a lot of questions about blood. Blood is a combination of plasma and cells that circulates through the entire body. It's a specialized bodily fluid that supplies essential substance around the body, such as sugars, oxygen, and hormones. It also removes waste from the cells in the body. Your blood right now that's circulating through your body as I speak is working hard and it's doing a very important job, amen? Blood transports oxygen and nutrients around the body and removes cellular waste among a range of things and other vital functions. Uh, your plasma makes up about 55% of your blood content. The other 45 is mainly red blood cells and platelets. Blood groups are categorized based on antibodies and antigens in the cell. Uh, receiving an incompatible blood donation can lead to fatal complications. You've got to make sure your blood matches up. That's why everybody that has different blood types gives their blood so that we can help those folks that have lost it. 
You know, we also know that anemia, blood cancer, and clots are all potential disorders of the blood. The sh- the part, the re- what blood does in you, it removes waste and materials such as carbon dioxide and other things. It's going along and collecting waste and things that shouldn't be inside of you. It's gathering and it's getting rid of them. All right, come on now. We got to start putting two plus two together. This remo- this blood is going through your body and it is removing things that don't belong there. Amen. It also protects the body from infection in foreign bodies through the white blood cells. If something, uh, if you get cut or if you get sick, your blood starts working. Amen. These people that I'm going to use, can I use a, 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 a one of my dad's things that he says? Ladies and gentlemen, anyone that really believes in evolution is true really has parked their brains. There is no way in this world that our bodies so complex, even just us, and I'm not using anything else, okay, just us. If you begin to break down the human body, one time me and uh, Lisa got the opportunity to go see real cadavers at the Bodies Museum. We actually got to see the real real thing as she was going through school it's incredible you've got so many systems inside of you right now that all do different things yet function together perfectly inside of you what's going on there is no way that can happen by happenstance there is no way all right and I wasn't even bringing God into that in in the equation I'm just saying there is no way we are perfectly made you know, beings. You know, just this year, the scientific world lost, I shared with some of the ladies in the Sunday school, they lost one of their greatest minds, Mr. Stephen Hawkins. The man got multiple sclerosis. Thank you, God, that I can say that word. And, because usually I tear words like that to pieces. And he was in that wheelchair talking through means of a computer. Now, at the end of his life, a lot of the scientific community wanted him to answer the big questions. Uh, like, is the planet, or, you know, are there, is there alien life on other planets? So on and so forth. But one of the big questions they asked him was, is there a God? To which, unfortunately, Mr. Hawkins replied, there is no God, and because there is no God, there is no afterlife. One of the most brilliant minds in the world. Even Mr. Albert Einstein wrote a paper called, uh, and they call it the God Letter, because he wrote it to an individual. They were talking about God. And Mr. Einstein even said that believing in God was childish, to which I actually agreed with him. Because this book that I read says that I'm supposed to come to the Lord like a little child. And so I humble myself, and I do. Amen. A lot of the folks in the scientific and intellectual community, that's what they use you know, they think that up here is the in all and be all, you know. What's amazing is the very brain they used was created and designed by a creator, our God. Amen. Our God is a creator God. He's a builder. He's built us, and on top of building us, he made us in his image. How special are we? We are created in the image of God. Amen. God's got a nose. He's got hair. He's got eyes. He's got two lips. He's got two ears. We were created in the image of God. How wonderful, you know, and how sad it is for these folks to just stay up here in their intellect and think, if I could just figure it out. I shared with the 
the ladies this morning as well. Uh, right now they're doing some real big testing on trying to see if they can get an electron, which is a, a circle, if they can get it somehow or see it, if it changes shape, they can throw all the physics that they have right now out the door and we can come up with a better idea of why we're here. I can tell you why we're here. I shared it with the ladies this morning. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God. Amen. God created. He made. We are here. And it's the Holy Spirit that's led us into this truth. Amen. Here we are, but we messed up, and we're away from the Lord because of what has happened. Sin has come into the world now, and because of sin, we're separated from the very God that created us. And I don't care who, you can throw any intellectual at me that you want to, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that this is the truth. Jesus Christ came to this earth born of a virgin and he had one goal and one idea the whole time he was here and it was you ladies and gentlemen sitting in this room right now his church the individuals that would believe on him to salvation that he would use in this world to spread this gospel so that people could be saved just so that we could go back to God amen that's the whole point and he did it using the blood of His only begotten Son. I mean, our blood does a lot for us. It protects us from infections. It also uh, transports uh, hormones from one part of the body to the other. Our blood transmits messages to our body. Is this not incredible? This is no happenstance. And it also completes important processes. Is it not amazing? Today, we had a baby dedication for a little guy who we all know in about 8 to 12 months, he's going to be running around. Is that not incredible? All these little babies that we have, they're not going to be babies. They're going to grow because of what, how God has created us. Amen? So we see how, input, how important that our blood is that's in our body and what it does. So also the blood of Jesus does for the person that will believe them. In 1 Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 14, <clears throat> the Bible says, As an obedient children, Mr. Einstein, not fashioning yourself according to the former lust and your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all matter of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, amen, we're not redeemed through corruptible things tonight, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest these last times for you. We are made holy by the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the cross in delivering us from sin, ladies and gentlemen, by being renewed in the image of Christ and an infusion of grace to obey God according to His Word. 
you know, I'm going to tell you right now, to be truly human is to be like Jesus Christ. He came and showed us how to live. Amen. Amen. He showed us how to live. Even in his death, he showed us. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11, the Bible says, But Christ becoming a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. I just got to go back and talk about this one second. <clears throat> Christ being a high priest. Do you know that, that Jesus Christ and God sitting up in heaven, Jesus is sitting at his right hand. He's making intercession for us. He's a great high priest. When you pray that they have told, spoke your name, when you pray, Jesus being your high priest with a need, Jesus looks to the Father and says your name. He says, Brother Greg is praying, God. I've heard him and you've heard him. This is what he's praying. Amen. He said our name. The creator of all things. Amen. Has said our name when we pray. You got to believe that and know it to be true because the Bible says he's our high priest making intercession for us. He's talking to the Father about us. And by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves. Aren't you glad we don't have to do that? We're not even Jewish to begin with, but I'm just glad we don't have to do that. Amen. But by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a hair for sprinkling the unclean sanctify the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Amen. Jesus' blood is the end all and be all. His blood will transform your life. His blood will wash you clean. His blood will make your spirit man come back to life. Do you know whenever you're lost, your spiritual man is dead, the Bible says. We have a soul. We have a spirit. And if you're walking around without Jesus tonight, your soul and your spiritual man is dead. But as soon as the blood of Jesus, this life-giving, restoring, supernatural blood is applied to your life, applied to my life, you come back to life. Amen? Your spiritual man comes to life. And you are saved. That's how wonderful this blood is. His uh, having therefore, uh, let's see, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. His blood forgives us. His blood ransoms us from Satan's power. One of the great things that we got from Pentecost again that happened this week in uh, Smokies, Brother Kenny said something that was great, and I want to share it with all of you. And you don't know how Brother Kenny is. 
but he has a caption on the Facebook Pentecost Again page, and it says, the devil is no bigger, no bigger now than what he was when God whooped him in the garden. He hasn't got any bigger. He hasn't got any more powerful. And on top of that, this blood that's been applied to our lives, the devil cannot do anything about it. Oh, he would love to. And, you know, and, he, and there's a line there he cannot cross. And if somebody says he likes to look on the other side and make faces, but ladies and gentlemen, that's all he can do. Satan cannot touch you in the least bit when this blood is applied to your life. We ought to be shouting and thanking God. Amen. How many times Satan would have tried to destroy us or allow us to destroy ourselves? You know, but this blood been applied to our lives, he can't do nothing with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you realize it or not, but being part of this church, and I'm just not talking about this church, I'm talking about being the part of a church as a whole. Ladies and gentlemen, we are a mighty, powerful army. I'm afraid sometimes we don't realize how powerful that we are. It's nothing we do on our own selves. We get ourselves out of the way, but we allow Jesus to start operating to us. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing that's impossible. There's nothing we can't do. Don't let this world intimidate you. Don't let this enemy that we have intimidate you. Don't let what you're going through intimidate you. You are a soldier a soldier of the living God, amen, a soldier of Christ. You are part of a mighty, awesome army that's operating on the planet right now under the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. And that means we are going to be victorious, amen. That means you can have victory. We're going to have victory. I know we have trouble in this life. The Bible says that men's life's short and it's full of trouble. And the Bible's right because we all got trouble. But tonight, we got to realize who we are. Because of this precious blood that's been applied to us, you are part of a mighty nation of people, amen? A peculiar people God has set apart to do a work in the world, amen? Uh, sometimes we get so focused on us, I know, and, and we have needs and God wants to minister to them. we got to realize who we are in the world. We are the children of the Almighty God, amen? We serve the one and true only God, amen? He's the only one that lives. He's the only one that has all power, amen? This Savior that we serve right now sits at the right hand of God, but one day we're going to see him. He's going to have a vesture that goes from his shoulder to his thigh. It's going to say, King of kings and Lord of lords. That's who has bought you, amen? That's who you belong to. That's who our captain is. That's who our king is. What is there that we are going to face that we can't overcome when we have Jesus Christ being our king and king and Lord of lords? Amen. The Bible says that through the when we believe in our hearts and we confess Jesus Christ was our Lord with our mouth, we believe in our hearts, but then we look up to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I put myself under your authority. You are my Lord. You become a soldier of Christ. Amen. And there is nothing impossible with you. I'm telling you, you can go into the hospital rooms tomorrow being a soldier of Christ and go into the room, and it doesn't matter what's going on with the individual that's laying on the bed. If the Holy Ghost gets involved, you can lay your hands on them and they can be healed. Amen. The Bible says that some of the disciples were walking down the way and their shadow would cross over somebody 
my God, they'd be healed. Amen. I want to get back to being that church, Lord. Amen. I want to be get back to being that powerful church whenever somebody's got something going on in this county and it ain't going to take nothing but a miracle from God that they come through those doors and they allow our men and our women to pray for them and we watch what God does in their life. Amen. We have nothing to be afraid of. We have nothing to be ashamed of. This blood that's bought us has put us in a family of God. Amen. We live victorious lives because Jesus has won the victory for us. Amen. And praise God. I just got to share this with you. I was going to later. The great thing about Jesus dying and his cross, it reminds me of old Haman. Amen. Jesus looked at the devil and he looked at the world and all that was going on. He goes, yeah, I'm going to die. I'm going to give up the ghost. And you guys are going to think you're going to win. You think you're going to win, don't you, Satan? But don't what you don't realize is the very gallows that you prepared for me are the ones that I'm going to whoop you on. I'm going to the cross. I'm going to give my life. And what you've prepared for me to destroy this body, to rip me to shreds, is the very place I'm going to defeat you. Amen? That's where the war was won. Amen? And I know a lot of people get this idea in their mind of, you know, when Jesus died, Satan was jumping up and down and all this other stuff. No, he wasn't happy at all. (laughs) Matter of fact, he goes, well, boys, he looked around at all the demons. He goes, well, boys, we've had it. He just did it. He just lived a sinful life. Amen? He's just did it. There ain't nothing we can do now. There's no stopping them. All we're going to be able to do is just try to get in the way. All we're going to be able to do is just try to, whenever we see a church group, we're going to try to go to this one, and we're going to try to pull them to the side. We're going to try to tear them apart. We'll try to put humanism in there. We're going to try to attract them with all this stuff. But that's all we can do because now it's over. He has He's already defeated us, amen. He shed his blood. And now that anybody, and on top of that, I had one guy that was going to bust hell wide open that was hanging beside him. You know, Dad preached about it this morning. I had one guy, I had him. I had him in my clutches. I had drug him around in the mud his whole entire life. I had made him a thief. He was one that was part of the world. He hurt people. He cursed people. He was an awful person, guys. That guy on the right side the Romans didn't have no trouble killing him the Jews wanted him gone too he was trash of the world there he was hanging beside the Savior of the Lord and the devil is just waiting he's like oh I hope he hurries up and dies because if Jesus starts talking if Jesus starts talking something's going to happen well guess what they started talking one thief said to the other said uh, you know if you are Jesus you can get us out of this mess That's what dad was preaching about this morning. People that are just sad that they're in a mess. The other looked at him and said, you need to be quiet. You don't know who you're talking to. This man hasn't done anything. And the devil's sitting there at the cross going, don't say nothing. I've got him. I want him. And Jesus looks and says, today, my dear friend, Yeah, you lived a life that was rough. You made a lot of mistakes. And now you're paying for them because you're dying right next to me. You know, this is it for you, buddy. But today you'll be with me. I'll take you. Amen. 
I'll take you with me. And that precious blood, ladies and gentlemen, that was going down that cross supernaturally saved that man. And when he took his last breath, Jesus took him with him. Amen. There ain't nobody like Jesus. There ain't nobody like Jesus. I told those ladies, I've looked into other religions. I wasn't trying to swap religions, ladies and gentlemen. I was just curious about why people what believe what they believe in different beliefs in the world. I've looked at all that stuff. I've even looked at just anything for anybody being just a good old boy, you know, all the programs they have. There ain't nothing that can touch Jesus. There ain't nothing that gets close to him. Amen. When this precious Holy Spirit starts tugging at your heart and dealing with your life, amen, like he did my brother Tuesday night, when he starts dealing with you, a lot of times whenever you folks come up and we start praying for your lost loved ones, what do I say? You probably hear me say, I said, God, send the Holy Spirit to wherever they are right now and start pulling and tugging on their heart. Amen. But whenever the Holy Spirit started pulling and tugging on my brother's heart, he knew what it was. Amen. And Jesus looks at him and says, I'm still here. I'm here, buddy. It's time. Amen. I'm so tickled, I don't know what to do with myself. We've been praying and believing and believing and praying and praying and believing, believing and praying. And there's some of you out there that have been praying and believing. Amen. You're going to see it. Amen. Just keep praying and believing. Believe in this Jesus that we're preaching. Amen. This precious blood that he has. I'll share this with you real quick. And then we're going to, uh, I think what we're going to do tonight, we're actually going to get somebody up here. We're going to sing again. Amen. Before we pray. The first business of the blood is to gather up all that material that don't belong there. And if left, it would contaminate and cause disease. Jesus' blood purges us and gets rid of all the stuff that separates us from God. Amen. The blood flowing through the body of Christ is supplying the exact need and the exact amount of every single member. It nourishes us. Amen. This blood does. It's what our blood does. It's what His blood does. There is no need in the body of Christ that the blood has not taken into account. Amen. The blood protects us. The blood will rise against spiritual diseases that would otherwise destroy us. I thank God for that because there's a lot of false teachers in this world. Amen. If you don't believe me, all you got to do is just turn on the television. A lot of times that's where they are, unfortunately. You know, I'm not in this for money, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in this because I want to see folks saved. Amen. As chemicals are released in your body during crisis, so faith is released in us uh, in us to keep us through the things that take us by surprise in this world as we walk with the Lord. I believe it was Spurgeon that said, somebody asked him, they said, would you ever think you would ever be a martyr? And he replied, his reply was great. He said, I believe that God would give me the faith I need to be to have to lay down my life. Amen. For the Lord is what he said. And as as I've been preaching to you about the Spirit, oxygen is volatile. It's explosive. That's why whenever you see those little oxygen tanks that people have, there's a fire emblem on there because that buddy, it will will blow. (laughs) Amen. Sometimes me and the boys, we like to watch videos of people blowing stuff up and smashing things with hydraulic presses. I don't know why. We just like to see it. Amen. Well, we'll watch that on YouTube every now and then. The moment that oxygen touches a cell, listen now, any waste material in that cell begins to be burned up by the oxygen. All right? 
Matthew 3 and 11 says, He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and what? And with fire. Amen. This precious blood that has saved us also has oxygen with it. That oxygen is represented by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. When the Holy Ghost ministers to us, when it falls on us, it falls on us in fire because we have things that need to be burned out of us and it also burns, it also energizes us to do what we need to do out in the world. Amen? That's what this Holy Ghost does. The fire is the divine oxygen of the blood of Jesus. It is the oxygen of the blood of Jesus that will burn up the bondages and the inhibitions, the fears, the shackles that keep us from being fully free and operative in the Holy Ghost of God. It is the blood that accomplishes this cleansing by bringing the oxygen of the Holy Ghost with it. I'm telling you, whenever the blood of Jesus is applied to someone's life, that's when your spirit, man, comes to life. Amen? It comes back to life. We sing in those songs, I once was dead, but now I'm alive. Amen? Whenever you had that experience with Christ, whenever you uh, believed on Him, this is what happened. And this is what we want to happen in the lives of other individuals as well. Amen? I think we need to stand up tonight and sing that old song, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Amen? Come on, Brother Thomas. We're going to sing that song tonight. I know that's a little different. Come on, I need